Hello, everyone. We're back with another episode of Here for the Crack with me, Emma Neal. I hope you're all doing well. I have actually decided after that last podcast about cheating that your stories were just too good to let go of. I was having a quick read through some of them and I was like, Emma, catch yourself on. You're not giving these up. Because unfortunately, I'm not like a lot of other podcasts with producers and everything. I do everything myself. I seriously do not have the time to be going through and making documents of all these stories. I literally just get them off my Instagram inbox at the time I'm recording the podcast and then I just read them out. You know what? Maybe, maybe I should start doing something like that. I don't know. Anyway, for now, this is the current situation and I just think some of these stories are too good to not tell. And what if those people don't send them in again when I do another question box? Do you know what I mean? And that, and we can just make room for new stories from people that didn't reply this time. I'm raging that I don't, well, <laughs> on one hand, I'm raging that I don't have anything to contribute to this in terms of I don't have a story of like catching anyone out cheating on me. Because normally I like to be able to add to the stories people are sending in, you know, with my own. But yeah, on one hand, it's unfortunate. But on the other hand, it's probably a good thing. I've never had to go through any of these traumatic events. But they do make for a good juicy story. Before I get into the scandalous cheating stories, let's start with my recommendation of the week. So pretty much every weekend... I mean, there's been a couple missed here and there, but I would say pretty consistent most weekends. I have been trying to make a habit out of going to a yoga class every weekend. I think when you start teaching, it can be really easy to kind of forget about your own practice a little bit. And it's just really important to carry on with your own practice. You can also get a lot of inspiration off other teachers. It helps you a lot with your teaching because like, Anytime I try out new teachers, I have aspects that I like about what they did and I have things that I don't like about what they did. And that kind of shows to me what I want to do more of or what I want to do less of. So anyway, I've been going to Studio 52 in the Cathedral Quarter. It is just above, like if you know where Established is on the corner, you just walk past Established and then there's a wee door on the right and it's up the stairs there. It used to be called Flow Studio or Flow Yoga Flow Studio, I think. And now it's called Studio 52. So they actually have two studios within the building. And one of them they use as a warm yoga room. Now, I am not, unfortunately, I'm not a hot yoga fan. I tried it once. I feel like hot yoga is a cult. I was talking to someone about this recently. (laughs) It is literally a cult. People are obsessed with it. And They pay extortionate amounts of money to go to it. I had just never bothered trying it because I was so into just normal yoga that I didn't really feel a need to try hot yoga. I was like, is that not just really uncomfortable? I don't know. Anyway, one day, I think my mum managed to get some offer where you could buy like two passes for the price of one. She was like, well, I get this and we'll go together because I don't think she had tried it either. So she went ahead and bought it and we booked in to go to the class together both very into our yoga. My mum's a yoga instructor as well. She's been teaching for several years now. So we kind of went thinking, this is going to be great. And oh my God, it was actually the furthest thing from great. I hated every second of it. 
it's all a bit overdramatic. No, I don't even think that's me being overdramatic. I actually hated it. It was so fucking hot. And I mean, I know, state the obvious, but it's just so uncomfortable. It's not nice. And it becomes, right, so they tell you when you're there, they're like, the main thing is just try not to leave the room. So if you need to lie down, if you need to sit back in child's pose, lie on your back, whatever it is, just try and stay in the room. And literally two minutes in, I was like, nah, I can't do this. (laughs) I'm out. (laughs) No, I didn't leave that short in. But I think it got to like 15 minutes in and I just kept leaving the room, (laughs) sitting in the toilet for a second, then coming back in. (laughs) It was really just not for me. It made me feel so claustrophobic. It almost sent me a little bit panicky because it was so claustrophobic and so hot. And because, you know, when you can't do anything about the heat, you're just stuck in it and you almost start to get a little bit panicky that's how I was feeling. It became more of a mental challenge as opposed to a physical challenge for me just to keep myself and my brain in the room mentally. And I think the thing is I love yoga too much to have to worry about something like that. Do you know what I mean? I I just want to do my practice. I just want to build my strength, work on my flexibility, learn from different teachers. Like I don't want to have to worry about keeping myself in the room because it's too hot so yeah I really just wasn't a fan I know lots of people are huge fans of it but it just was not for me anyway sorry I've really gone off there for a minute but basically so as I said the studio 52 in Cathedral Corner in Belfast has a warm yoga studio so it's not hot yoga it's just a slightly heated room so you go in the room is completely normal like a regular room temperature. I don't know what that is. And then as the class goes on, the heaters are on and it just slightly warms up, but not to the point that it's uncomfortable. And because it's a very gradual thing and it's as you are warming up throughout the class, you almost don't think, like you think it's just you getting sweatier and getting into the workout more on the workout, the yoga class. And it's just a really nice level of heat that builds a little bit of sweat and allows you to... Do you know when you're a bit warmer, you're more flexible, you're more supple, it's easier to move. So it kind of just allows for a bit more, you know, flexibility, I guess. And just leaves you feeling really great when you're lying at the end in your shavasana on your back. You're just like, I feel fucking incredible. I feel like I'm floating right now. So yeah, that is my recommendation of the week. It is called warm yoga or heated yoga. I can't remember. If you go on Studio 52's website, you'll see it's like heated vinyasa flow or warm vinyasa flow, something along those lines. If you've tried hot yoga before and decided it wasn't for you, maybe give this a go. You never know. It could be your new favourite thing because it's my new favourite thing. And I go every weekend. Last week I went Saturday and Sunday. And the weekend before I went Saturday and Sunday actually... Because I've been having sober weekends after my my big blowout. <laughs> anyway, let me know if you are enjoying the recommendations of a week. If you want me to continue, I quite like doing it. I feel like it's a good way to share things that I wouldn't necessarily talk about on other platforms. Like, because I could even talk about movies and other podcasts I'm listening to. It can be literally anything. But yeah, let me know if you would like me to carry on that section. Also, I know that recommendation there was for a yoga studio in Belfast but I'm sure now that I think about it warm yoga is a thing in other places 
I assume it's not just a Studio 52 thing. It must be a legit thing. Otherwise, they'd be milking it saying they'd started this. So, yeah, no matter where you live, look up. See if there's any yoga studios near you that do warm or heated yoga. Now, let's get in to our scandalous cheating stories. Okay, we actually have a little update on one of the stories from last week's episode. So, if you listened to last week's episode, if you haven't listened to it, go and listen to it before you listen to this one. And if you have listened to it, hopefully you remember. I think it was the last story I told. I could be wrong, but I think, well, it was definitely one of the last stories that I told. But if you remember the story about Lily, Oscar and Georgie, the friend group, do you remember the incestuous one? Where Oscar and Georgie were getting together while Lily was away and Lily and Georgie were best friends. And then Oscar and Georgie ended up in a relationship and are still together to this day. Do we remember this? Okay, so she has given me a little update to say that, oh my God. So my friend has just told me that apparently I missed the best bit of the story. That, sorry, she's said their real name, so I need to remember who's who. That Georgie and Oscar slept together when Lily was in the same room as them. What? <laughs> is this, tell me this is not while Oscar and Lily are still together. And she's asleep while he's shagging Georgie, her best mate. I hope to God this is not while they're together and that this is when Georgie and Oscar are together. But something's telling me that may not be the case. (laughs) So I'm going to message her back now and ask what the crack is. And we'll get a little update. Hopefully she replies by the end of the podcast so we can be filled in on the ins and outs. I also want to know if she woke up and if she found out. So two seconds, let me get back to this girl. (laughs) Okay, let's get our first story. So someone has said, she replied to the story that was the question, have you ever cheated on your partner? And this girl has replied, actually hate that this answer is a yes for me. But I was like 22, so confused with my relationship and my own life. Literally told my boyfriend at the time that I wanted to move out for some space. I actually wanted to break up but felt like if I did that my life was over and friendships in the relationship would be over and also we rented together. So I just used this as an excuse, basically lying to myself. Obviously in the back of my mind, I knew it was going to end, but since I never ended it, I went out and got so drunk, ended up kissing someone, literally doesn't matter, it should never have happened. Felt like the worst person in the world, couldn't believe I had cheated on someone. I told him straight away, we broke up and then I just spent ages trying to forgive myself as I don't agree with cheating in any way and would hate if someone did that to me, but realised afterwards if I didn't kiss someone I could have spent longer in a relationship that I felt I couldn't leave. I learned so many lessons about my own feelings and not staying in relationships because they are comfortable, and to just be honest with myself even if it hurts. Really hope someone else feels the same as me because cheating is so frowned upon as it should be, but I do understand when something happens, especially when you're young and still learning about life and how to love someone. Yes, I think this is such a valid point. When you are growing up and you know you're in your first relationships, in your teens, in your early 20s, you're learning how to be as a person in a relationship, how to treat someone, how you should be treated, when to end things, when to communicate that you're not happy, all these different things that are so new to you. 
and sometimes we just don't know how to do it and that's when we just make silly mistakes and as she said was because the relationship needed to end and you know what although it's not the best thing to end a relationship at least the outcome and what needed to happen happened I and so many people I know have done that for way too long and stayed in relationships that they know are not going to work out and they know are not for them and are not benefiting them but it's just easier sometimes I mean for so many reasons as she said in the story like they probably had a lot of friends made like through the relationship that she didn't want to end it can also be you know if all your friends are in relationships and it's like oh well if I end it with this person like I'm literally gonna be on my own 24 (laughs) 7 and also I think society kind of weirdly teaches us that we just like should be in relationships I don't know it's kind of implied that you should always be looking for a relationship if you're single and if you turn around and say that you're happily single and not looking for anything people are like really are you okay (laughs) so I think all these things kind of play into that where you're just like eh it's easier to stay in it okay let's move on to the next story so when I was 19 I was not in a good headspace had very little self-confidence and in general struggling with who I was as a person and always wanted to be someone I wasn't just to fit in. Got into a relationship and a month in he cheated on me on a lad's holiday. He told me and cried about it, begging for me to forgive him, saying he was just drunk despite him cheating multiple times. I genuinely thought, if I'm not good enough for my own boyfriend, who else would even want me? Oh my god, my heart is broken and stayed with him which ruined my confidence even further as I knew I didn't deserve to feel this way. After a two-year toxic relationship I finally began to realise my self-worth and picked up the courage to end the relationship and it was the best thing I've ever done. Moral of the story I don't think anyone ever deserves to put you through that emotional turmoil and as difficult as it is love yourself and treat yourself with respect first. What a nice message to end on. Love yourself and treat yourself with respect first. What an absolute queen. Okay, this one's fucking juicy. Right. (laughs) I started having suspicions that my boyfriend of a year and a half was cheating on me. One night he went out on a staff do and the next day was acting unbelievably off and weird with me. Brushed it off because he'd been acting like this for the past month. Later on that evening he said he was going to head out for a few hours and then he had to go home to do some work so wouldn't be staying over at mine. I noticed he left his laptop and had this gut feeling telling me to have a snoop. One click on his iMessages and found about a month's worth of vile messages. Won't go into detail but sure you can imagine. Between him and his colleague, both teachers and also found out she had a fella who she lived with. Literally, as I was sat there reading through these texts with my housemates, live messages between the two of them were coming through, conversing about their plans on meeting that evening. Oh my god, it gets worse. I texted him saying I needed him at mine urgently and exposed him there and then in front of all my housemates. Never saw him again, traumatised to say the least. Oh my god. So happy that you aired him in front of everyone. (laughs) I can only imagine the look on his face when he came back and you did that. 
what is it about people and their colleagues? I swear it's always, it's always with someone in work, isn't it? And their teachers. Like, come on, the staff room's not that erotic. (laughs) Did anyone else, I swear this happens in absolutely every school, there's all those, I don't know if they're false rumours. I mean, they probably are false (laughs) rumours that have just got twisted and spread all over the school. But yeah, I swear it just happened in every school where there was always these rumours of all these affairs going on with the teachers and these divorces and about how someone walked into a classroom once and saw so-and-so. Yeah, I mean, I doubt any of it's true, but it's kind of fun to think it is. (laughs) Or maybe it is. Maybe the teachers are all horned out in the staff room. Right, next. Next story. It was literally in front of me while we were out. He was really drunk. I did eventually forgive him, but I feel like me forgiving him just set the standard really low. We tried to make it work, or at least I did, but it was never the same. See, this is what I would fear about anyone I know, or me getting back with someone that had cheated on you. Like, what does that say about what you're willing to put up with? How low are you setting the bar? What are you saying? Like, what else can they do now as well? I don't know. It just, I don't know if it sits well with me. Oh my God. We've got a good one. Oh my god. I feel like this is something from a fucking movie. Okay. Basically went on a family holiday with my boyfriend's family and always had a weird thing for his dad. She actually has said the dad's name and then said in brackets, have a kink for dad names. (laughs) But I'm not going to read the dad's name just to keep it anonymous. One night after dinner, we were walking and fell behind the rest of his family and we decided to go into an Irish bar. So we joined in on the keely, then one thing led to another, and we kissed. Oh my fucking god. You kissed your boyfriend's dad. No, I can't. Right. Don't know if I should tell his mum or my boyfriend first, because it's already been one year, but I always see his dad giving me the side eye. I need your advice, Emma. Please keep this anonymous. Oh, sis. Oh, sis. What are you going to do, missus? How have you managed to get yourself into this situation? Okay, here's my thoughts on what, what to do. You tell your boyfriend that you kissed someone on a night out, but under no circumstances do you tell him it was his dad. Once you tell him it was his dad, not only is it going to ruin the his parents' relationship, it's going to tear the whole fucking family apart. It's going to ruin his relationship with his dad. It's going to ruin the dad's relationship with the mum, with any other siblings. Oh, there's just too much involved in that. What you need to do is just tell the boyfriend you've kissed someone and that that's it. You, you don't know who, who it was. It was on a night out. They wouldn't know them. And you need to get the fuck out of there. I know it involves telling a little white lie. And honesty is always the best policy. However, I do just think in this situation. Oh, there's just too much going on. Too much family drama that you just need to keep out of. If the dad is a sleazeball and is going to cheat on his wife again, I'm sure she'll find out. 
from someone else she doesn't need to find out from her fucking son's girlfriend that is my advice to you (laughs) oh my god okay let's move on to the next story i got an insta dm from the girl saying it had been going on for over a year and that i was in the background of photos he sent her asking for nudes (gasps) he was living with me during lockdown for a lot of that time Oh my god, what an absolute rat. Sitting there asking for nudes in your bedroom while you're in the room and in the photo. No, absolutely not. (laughs) That is gross. That is actually so vile. I had a hunch that my ex was cheating on me because he was only liking a girl's bikini pictures on Instagram. That was the only evidence I had, so obviously I looked like a bit of a psycho. It wasn't until months later I fingerprinted his thumb on his Touch ID to unlock his phone when he was passed out drunk and found photos of them in his deleted photo album and messages saying that I'm not his girlfriend, etc. What's worse is I matched all the dates up and he was saying he wasn't my boyfriend anymore the day after Valentine's when we were definitely together and he was buying me flowers. Pictures of them hugging in the same nightclub I was in that same night. How did he dare? Anyway, we got back together, stupidly, and we were both on our laptops in bed and a text message came up on his Mac like it does, saying, your test results are all clear. He tried to make me think it was thrush and claimed he didn't know he had to sleep with someone (laughs) to get an STD. He thought you could just get them at any point brackets he was claiming he had only slept with me and still denies to this day any cheating oh my god as if he pulled the dumb card and said he thought he could get stds at any time (laughs) i'm sorry but you learned that when you're literally about 11 years old like okay the sex education in the uk and ireland is diabolical but you still learn that you can only get STIs by having sex with other people. <laughs> the timing was so immaculate. <laughs> like you were meant, you were destined to see that. I hope you haven't actually told me what the sitch is. Because you just said he still denies to this day any cheating. I hope to God you're not still with this guy. Because there, <laughs> there is not a single doubt in my mind that he has slept with someone else. The universe wanted you to be sat there beside him looking at his laptop screen as that message came through so that you could break up with him. So I hope you did that, Queen. If you're going to discuss this on the pod, please keep it anonymous. But sadly, after my experiences, I do believe that once a cheat, always a cheat. I always used to reject this mindset as I thought that people should always be given a second chance and it's a good trait to be forgiving. I was in the best relationship ever. He never did anything wrong and thought the world of me was truly obsessed but then he kissed someone else while drunk in a club. I only found out because my friend was out separately and she witnessed it and told me. He denied it and lied about it for several days but finally crumbled and admitted it swore it would never happen again as it was just a drunk mistake 
all the cliche things he was saying to redeem himself. Consistent with that mindset, I took him back and while it was so, so difficult and kind of screwed me up mentally for a long time, mainly due to the lying, we began building back the trust and it was as good as it used to be. Until he did it again and I only found out because I looked on his phone one day which I initially felt horrible for doing but my gut instinct told me to. So obviously I had that feeling for a reason. Unfortunately now after having my trust destroyed repeatedly I do believe that once a cheat always a cheat and a leopard never changes its spots. Lessons here are 1. Never take someone back after they hurt you because if they loved you they wouldn't put you in the position to be hurt. And 2. Always trust your gut feeling because a woman's intuition is so strong. Sorry for the rant lol. Love you and your podcast. Oh, thank you. Love you. Thank you for sending in your story. You are so right. If a woman doesn't have a gut feeling about it, this is what my friend said to me the other day. She said, if you don't feel it in your gut, you'll have a dream about it. One of those two things will happen and that's when you just know something's not right. It is weird. You can almost like predict when things are even gonna happen. I wonder if this girl thinks that once a cheat, always a cheat, but within that relationship. Do you know what I mean? So say that boy was to go on and be in a relationship with someone else. Does she still think once a cheat, always a cheat, she's going to cheat on that person too? Or do you think it's like once you've crossed that line and that boundary within one relationship, then that's never going to change within the relationship. But then like, a different relationship could be entirely different. I wouldn't be a phone checker now. And like, I don't agree with, do you know when people do like regular phone checks? I think that is a bit too far. However, I back that when you had a gut feeling, you went for it. And I think it's so important to recognise the difference between that. When you have a genuine gut feeling and you are just looking for that one piece of evidence... I think that's okay to try and go looking for it. But when you're just doing like a routine check, like a weekly check of your partner's phone, almost trying to find things that are going to wind you up, no matter how small they are, that is so stupid. Like you're actually just causing yourself so much more hassle that it's just not necessary. Like respect the boundaries of you having your own phones You don't need to know absolutely every word they've ever spoken to every friend. But if you do get that gut instinct, a little peep might just confirm it. Oh my God, we've got an update, we've got an update on the Oscar Georgie Lily situation. Oh my God, it's long. Okay, (laughs) here we go. Right, this is gonna, this might take me a minute to compute because she's now started typing in their actual names and I kind of want to stick to the original names just so, because I started the story on the fake names so I can't just switch their names now. So apologies (laughs) if I get mixed up. Okay, so Lily was oblivious to Georgie and Oscar. Everyone else knew though. One night they all got smashed at Georgie's house. Lily slept with Simon. Do we remember Simon, the friend that has also cheated on his girlfriend several times? So obviously, sorry, Lily and Oscar are broken up by this point, but she doesn't know Georgie and Oscar are together. Okay, so Lily slept with Simon in the hot tub. (laughs) 
Simon then went on to sleep with Josie that same night. Simon has a girlfriend who still thinks nothing happened to this day and they're still together. Oh. The same night, Georgie and Oscar slept together in the same room as Lily. So she found out in the morning. But they insisted it was a drunken mistake and promised nothing else had happened or has happened prior to this. This was after Lily and Oscar had broken up but before Oscar and Georgie were officially together, so kind of in between things. Now Oscar and Georgie have been together almost three years. Obviously Lily knows about that now because they've been together for three years, but I don't think she ever actually found out about the cheating that happened when her and Ollie were still together. Oh, and then she's just said at the end, oh, and she didn't wake up. Georgie told her in the morning. This is absolutely savage. I feel like I'm reading some twisted, fucked up romance, thriller, (laughs) incestuous love story that you have to tune into every week and we're going to get updates every week. (laughs) I'm very invested in this. I need to know more about the whole friend group. Okay, let's talk about this guy, Simon, though. Right, so obviously this guy, Simon has cheated on his girlfriend several times. She still doesn't know and they are still together. What is your guys' opinion on this situation when you know someone's being cheated on and you know that they don't know? Do you step in and tell them or what do you do? I think this depends on what your relationship is with the person that has been cheated on. If you're closer with the person that has cheated, you should urge them to make the right decision to tell the other person. But if you're friendly or with the person that's been cheated on, would you not just tell them? I think I would tell them. I mean, it is probably one of those things that's easier said than done. Don't get me wrong. I do understand that would be a very hard thing to tell someone, especially if that person was like very in denial of it and didn't want to believe you because then that could almost affect your relationship if they chose not to believe you and also is it one of those things where you're like do I put my foot in it like is it my business but if my friends knew and I didn't know I would want them to tell me 100% it's just putting that out there right now (laughs) for any of my friends listening to this if you're ever in this dilemma please tell me I don't think I would believe a boy over my friends though but I think there are a lot of people that are so obsessed with their partner that they'll just want to believe everything that they say and put all their trust in them even at the expense of a friendship and even knowing that that friend is just trying to do the good thing and look out for them they'll turn a blind eye to that which is really sad because honestly the friend doesn't want to tell the person any less than the person wants to hear it do you know what I mean like it's a hard situation for both people to be in but yeah what would you do would you tell Simon's girlfriend I think I'd tell his girlfriend. He sounds like a fucking rat bag. Okay, guys, I'm going to leave it there for this week's episode. Hopefully you enjoyed the little extra cheating stories that I dedicated a whole episode to. Who knows? Maybe this Georgie Lily Oscar situation could be a trilogy. I could be back with updates for you. (laughs) No, I think that's it. But honestly, who knows? I'm very invested at this point and I want to know more. 
Anyway, as always, thank you so much for the continued love and support. Oh, what's our little, what's a little tip from our listener that wrote in the message? Let me find it here. Oh, love yourself and treat yourself with respect first, ladies. You heard it here from my lovely listener, whose name I'm not going to mention, even though I was about to mention it, because she needs to be kept anonymous. If you get a chance, leave me a little five-star review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And I will speak to you guys on next week's episode. Bye.